I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, November 7, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The title of yesterday's video was Surprise Coming Soon. Overnight, we got some news, again, about China trade, tariffs, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, the futures did a sneak attack on the upside, They broke out over the previous high from a couple of days ago, and they started making a run for what? The big fat round number of ES3100. Speaking of which, here is the chart of the ES, or in this case, the December futures contract. The high of day was 3097. Why is that important? Why do we need to know that? Three points away from the big fat round number, there's a method to the madness. Early this morning, inside the numbers, We're talking about the big fat round number and will they come up short, hit it on the nose, this is the second line to the bottom, or spike it through. It's the same routine each and every time we get to one of these spots. They're either going to come up short, the trick trap fool and frustrate crew shows up, they drop the market and then they go ahead and do it later on. Or, they don't give anybody a chance and they just blow right through. The moral of the story is, whatever you think they're going to do, they're going to do the other thing. Also, when you go up to the top and we start out the morning, and this is right out of the gate, real early. It's about 0 dark 30 by the time I start in with this. Now, the market's poised to gap higher in the morning, so yesterday we spoke about the 120-minute chart. We're going to hop around a little bit, throwing the ball around the horn back to the 120-minute chart. So you'll remember the tail candle slash doji candle we discussed. There was something else that was extremely, or shall I say, uber important. What was that? Time is more important than price. Traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader understand what I'm looking at, why time is more important than price. When you start to stack these things up together... The tail candle, the doji, time is more important than price. Where were we in terms of time? All of a sudden, you start to understand why I wrote surprise coming on the thumbnail thingamajig yesterday. Now, that's all fine and dandy. What do we have going forward? Can we have another surprise? Are we all of a sudden in the camp of, thank you, sir, may I have another? Let me just throw a hypothetical scenario at you. They miss the big fat round number of ES3100. And by the way, the S&P cash index, the SPX, also missed by a couple of points, got to 3097 spot 88, I believe. So here's the hypothetical. They don't get there right now. All of a sudden, we have a little bit of a sell-off. Doesn't have to be a big sell-off, but remember where we are on the chart as it relates to home base. We're extended away from home base, the 20-period moving average. Now, it is trending higher, therefore it's creeping higher, pushing the trend of the market up and higher. But that doesn't mean the market won't come back down, at least make an attempt or make it look pretty good that they'll come back to test or in the vicinity of the 20-period moving average. It doesn't have to be all in one bite, and they don't even have to get there. But here's what we need to know. As long as they stay above the 20-period moving average, it's still bullish, it's still in an uptrend, 
There's nothing technically wrong with the market. Now, let's get back to, can they actually sell a little bit? Now, here's some other food for thought type of stuff. I think we talked about this a couple of times in these videos. I think I talked about it a couple of times for Inside the Numbers members. Here's the deal. The market has been very, very quiet, spooky quiet. In fact, we've used the term before here, spooky quiet, eerily quiet. So here's the situation. When that happens, and we're in that scenario right now where the volume has been extremely light for the most part, it's been very quiet, we have a lot of gap ups, and then the market just goes sideways or it goes to sleep all day long. So it lulls traders into a sense of security. False or otherwise, it's a sense of security. It's in these type of environments where it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're going to pull the rug out, open the trap door a little bit, and find the market down 20 or 30 handles just to make sure everybody's paying attention. Now, let's just go with that scenario for a moment. What are some of the important numbers on the south side in the SPY? If you remember from yesterday, we had the gap that was filled yesterday, then we had the low of the breakup candle, and then the next gap down below. Well, we have a similar situation, only we have a gap that was not filled today that was left open from yesterday's close. So as the market stair steps its way higher, the same thing applies on the way down. You'll likely hit some steps on the way down. But remember, a lot of times, if the market is falling and it's falling more than a bread box, it does tend to take the elevator down and the escalator up. Now, we don't know the market's going to fall out of bed tomorrow, and I'm not suggesting it's going to fall out of bed. I'm suggesting it's not out of the realm of possibility that we see a down day already. I mean, I'm not trying to be a cheerleader here. I'm trying to be the umpire, but we know, we all know, we're already in the redonkulous. Doesn't mean the market can't go higher. It can. It has. It will. It can. All that stuff. But we also know that when you least expect it, they will pull the rug out. Just drilling down a little bit, trying to refine or pre-plan what if. It's the what if scenario. We have to be prepared, pre-prepared for both sides of the tape. So the what if scenario on the downside is we want to identify and why. We want to know the why behind the numbers and the concept of what I'm talking about. So what we want to do is identify an area that makes sense, but not just on one chart, but it continues to come up over and over for whatever the reason may be. So what we'll do is identify an area, kind of a meet-me-in-the-middle area that we discussed yesterday, and it was the low of this breakup candle, happens to be 304.74, we'll use 305, the same thing we used yesterday, 305 as a just-in-caser on the downside. So we want to identify this with a horizontal trend line, so that we can go to other charts and see if that number has some relevance. Is that number important? Does it have some meaning when we look around the horn? We take it down a notch to a 240-minute chart, and lo and behold, all of a sudden we notice that the 20-period moving average on the 240 chart happens to come in right around the same 305. Interesting. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's certainly on the table. We need to know that if the market is falling by chance. Doesn't mean it has to get there by Friday morning, but we need to know these things. There's a gap well above that. That may be all she does on the downside. We may be gapping up and making new highs tomorrow. This is the pre-planning stage. When I show up in the morning for Inside the Numbers in uniform, 
that's when we begin to remove the pre out of the planning because we literally have a sense and we generally have a pretty good idea what's going on early in the AM. When I take it down to a 120 minute chart, I don't get the same sense that I did from the 240 of the importance of 305. I have some stuff above it and I have some stuff below it not necessarily 305 other than the fact that it's the same breakup candle low or in this case it's not really a breakup candle it's just the first candle of the cycle this is where the market gapped up to but just below the 305 you can see that we have some important numbers a high here of 304.55 so the market thought that was important before being rejected slightly then we had to gap over it remember what we say all the time if a market has a difficult time trading through, whether it's on the downside or the north side, if it has a difficult time trading through a specific area, it can gap above or gap below. That's not a secret. That's out of the, I've been trading for a long time, I've seen this many times before manual. How about the hourly chart? Again, don't really see the stark importance of 305 on the hourly chart, other than the fact that it is this candle low or near the low of the breakup candle but what's interesting on this is sooner than later you could look at it this way look how far price is right now from the 50 period moving average which is the middle trend line the blue one so let's just say all of a sudden we cut through that like a hot knife through butter again it's a hypothetical pre-planning came down to test the 20 period moving average on the 240 chart the breakup candle low all of a sudden doesn't sound so much out of the realm of possibility to get a quick snapback up back above the 50 period moving average on this hourly chart to where also that coincides with the low of this pivot here happens to be 306 why did i pick that out that's the candle they went to fill the gap that's the low that was made the market thought that was important at the time therefore why not is it still important it may or may not be, but it happens to coincide with within pennies of the 50 period moving average. So when we start to see things stack up, we take notice, we put them on the table. Why? Because they're puzzle pieces. What else we got? Throwing the ball around the horn, we're checking out Camp IWM. Now this is interesting because the IWM did not make a new high today, while the SPY did make a new high. There are no accidents, no coincidences. Let's dig into this a little bit. I think it's important. We had the tail candle from the daily chart. We talked about it a couple of times. What we did today was essentially a retracement up halfway or a little more than halfway of that tail candle and sold off. Let's look at it from a different point of view. The 120 minute chart had the doji and tail candle. We talked about this a couple of times also. Same routine. All we did was a retrace. Never made a new high, obviously, on any of the charts. Duh. And then the IWM comes back down. Essentially, it was leading the market in a coy sort of way. So the IWM, most of the day today, was up. Did turn negative briefly. But even when it was up, it started selling off and was leading to the downside. To magnify that, here's the 15-minute chart. Here's your gap up. And basically, it was selling all day long with minor rallies along the way. And what did they do? They came down to fill the gap. They hit the gap in the IWM, but they did not fill the gap in the SPY. How do we read that? There's two ways to read that. 
the IWM is ahead of the spider and the spider will come down and fill their gap second to the IWM. The flip side of that is the IWM filled the gap, will turn around, head higher once again, and the SPY will not hit the gap. How do we know which scenario is going to play out? We don't know in advance, but when you show up tomorrow in uniform, we should get a pretty good picture of what's going on. If the whole market's trading lower, we'll know the IWM was just ahead of the power curve. Why do we think that? Because it's my favorite market-leading indicator, and we've seen this before, we've read this book before, we've been to the movie, we saw the trailer. Let's put it in perspective. What are we talking about? We're talking about coming back down toward home base, letting home base come up toward price. For now, nothing more, nothing less. What takes the discussion about the southern side off the table? Closing hourly on Friday above today's high. If that's going on, they're going to make new highs in the IWM. And if that's going on, they've already made new highs likely in the SPY. Keeping the ball moving around the horn, what's doing down at the transportation department. Now that's a nice tail candle. Let's take a look at this from both perspectives. We're going to be a true umpire. We're going to look at the bull case. We're going to look at the bear case. How can there be a bull case with a tail candle like that? I'm going to show you. First... Let's take notice of the fact that like every other chart we've looked at, we're in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong with the market from a technical perspective. Therefore, nothing says, there's nothing written in stone that says the market can't go higher. That being said, we do have a tail candle and one could trade short this market or a chart like this, this particular chart, against the high of today's tail candle. However, look at this hourly chart. Here's the bull case. What they've done so far is come down to test the low of the last breakup candle. Closed above it at the end of the day. Dipped below it, but closed above it. Any accidents or coincidences in the market? I think not. So whether this qualifies for a market that's teetering, we don't know yet. But I think it's interesting that the hourly chart came back down to test and they closed above. So therefore, it's not the bear case just yet. How about a different look? Here's a 30-minute chart. Same routine, it just looks a little more accentuated than the hourly chart. Still, we want to take notice we did not get a 30-minute candle to close below the low of that breakup candle. Let's move on. How about a 15-minute chart? Did we get a candle, a 15-minute candle, to close below on this chart? The answer is, yes, we did. The question is, is that going to be important? We'll know Friday morning. About the cues, moving it along. And by the way, that last exercise we just went through, that's something that's gone over in detail in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Exactly what I was doing there, why we're doing it, how to do it, what it all means, and how to use it to your advantage. Anything different out in Silicon Valley with the cues? No, we're just high on the chart. It's in an uptrend. Nothing wrong, but we're extended from home base. Same story, same record, play it again, Sam. Don't be surprised if they keep going, but on the other hand, they're going to pull the rug out at some point and have a little correction. Sometimes little corrections turn into bigger corrections, but it has to start with a little correction. We don't want to look past a little correction. And by the way, we might not get one anytime soon either. I'm just laying out both sides of the tape. 
There's not much to discuss on the other side because if they're making new highs again, they're just going to keep making new highs. It's a short conversation. The XLF. It's almost like we were here two days ago with the same type of candle and then we blew it to the upside. Here we are again. Could a trader be short where this candle happens to be at a nice juicy fat round number of $30? That's the high of the candle. What's the exact high? Could a trader be short against today's high? The exact high is $30.03 and the answer is yes, they could. Do we have to have a big collapse? No, we don't. Are they likely to come back toward home base at some point, eat some time off the clock, and let home base at the same time work up toward price? And the answer is yes. How do we know that? Because we discuss it every single day. Anything doing in the SMH? Same as all the others. We're just going to move it along. There's really no new information. How about gold? Again, we're moving the ball around the horn. All of a sudden, those numbers don't seem so far away any longer. 1456 down to 1432 spot 40. That's my ideal spot. I don't know if we get it, but I will be a buyer with three hands at that spot. Nothing's changed. Long-term breakout. Short-term, it's a pullback. Here's a weekly chart. Where are they heading to? The low of the last breakup candle. What's that low here on the weekly chart? 1448 spot 80. What's the number here? 1456. It's in the same neighborhood and not the reason the 1456 is there. I'm just giving you more evidence of the importance of that number or at a minimum of that zone. Now for the finale. We have to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stocks on the move today. Now let's set the table. Two hit their entries. Two jumped the first entry but hit secondary entries. We're going to look at these charts. We have to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. First, we'll start off on a happy note. Tons of traders got the Roku trade. That's fantastic. We want to see nothing more than that. So the Roku trade, 117.79 and 116.30. The low here in the first five-minute candle of the day is 116.26 by four cents picked off the low. How you doing? Stock goes on a rocket ride and by 11.25 in the morning is at a high of 128.38. That's a rocket ride. Stock came back in later in the day. Where did it find support? Right at the number that was given out about 8 a.m. this morning. About 90 minutes before the opening bell, we had these prices. I had these prices last night. Carvana, another rocket ride. So Carvana closed yesterday at 79.21, getting its haircut at the open, 72.26. And then we had a secondary number that missed by pennies, 70.79. You see the result. They went all the way back up to make a high of 78.18 just minutes later. This is a five-minute chart. That's 10.20 in the morning. Who's kidding who? Nobody's kidding anybody with the next two. Trip and also Expedia got absolutely taken out behind the woodshed. The stocks had some other numbers in mind. This one opened pretty much right on the second and went right down to about 30 bucks and then bantered back and forth a little bit. But this was ugly, and this one was uglier. Expedia, same routine. Opened right on the second number, went down to the third, and kept going all the way sub $100.
was down about 30% today. That's just a drubbing. This is what stops are made of. Most of the traders got the Roku trade. I'm happy about that. I actually took a hit in Expedia. It's part of the business. I'm in the risk business. I'm a big boy. It is what it is. Here's the deal. This kind of stuff will happen. These kind of things, they're not the 80-20 rule. These are the 98-2% rules. This kind of stuff happens very, very infrequently. But just like anything else, and especially in trading, you have to expect the unexpected. Let's finish on a happy note. It's happy at Disney World. It is the happiest place on Earth. Disney is up about 9 bucks on earnings after the market closed. This certainly won't hurt the S&P and the Dow tomorrow. Look at the daily chart. How often do you hear me discuss this? We had a bearish wedgish pattern working, and this was generally going to play out like this. Instead, here we are after earnings, gapping all the way, or tomorrow poised to gap all the way up around the 140 or better level. And guess what? That same energy that was once to be released in the southern direction is absolutely being released in the northern direction. And that's the way it works. We see it happen over and over and over again. You can't predict it. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. But when you do see it, you understand what's happening. Having an understanding of the why behind these things is a huge leap in turning the corner for many, many traders. And that, my friends, is a pretty darn good place to leave it today. I will pull the ripcord here. Before I do, I will thank each and every one of you. I do appreciate each and every one of you very, very much. Without you, these videos are not possible. So thank you for tuning in. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.